we come to this place for magic. We come to the Bladcast to laugh, to cry, occasionally be revolted, to pretend that you care. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when the sound begins to prematurely dim. Preserving that sacred runtime that is always measured in full minutes. And we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. From musician interviews and unique movie reactions to stories about getting tossed off the groove cruise and rescued by the Canadian CIA. Dazzling conversation on tiny earbuds that repeatedly fall out or a huge pair of Beats by Dre that never fit, but you spent 200 bucks on them, so you wear them anyway. Sound we all can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our hosts feel like the best part of us, and stories feel perfect and powerful. If you feel like you're part of the episode, it's because here, you are. The Blatcast. We make podcasts better. This is The Blatcast, an occasionally fast-paced but usually laborious and ponderous look at the world. Now sit back and get ready to be entertained by a show that clearly doesn't understand math, where an hour can last 176 minutes. And now, you know him, you kind of sort of like him, or at least tolerate him because you like everyone else. Here's Christian Black. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Blackcast, and uh, very excited to welcome back to the show for the first time in a long time, the one, the only, the great Mr. Rob Lorich. Rob, thank you for coming back on the Blackcast. Thanks for having me, Christian. I really didn't have a choice. No. So you showed up in my neighborhood. Correct. On the other part of the other half of the country that I'm now residing in. Correct. And kind of not abducted, but coerced. No, I told you, I'm like, look, I'm going to drive you back to where I'm staying. I'm going to make you do a podcast, but the deal is I'm going to take you home afterwards. That's good. That's most abductions don't end like that. No. So I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. Don't Google the toy box killer. Uh, This could go really bad. uh, If you were to uh, follow in those footsteps. So, People want to know where have you been? People, well, to the Sa- people Sa- who probably care. Sam Whitfield would like to know, and probably, uh, probably Dominica Saxon also misses you. Uh, Matt and KC might as well, but I would say definitely Sam Whitfield wants to know where you've been. Sammy, every once in a while, I'll, I chat or whatever with Sam on Instagram. Sure, I'm still on Instagram. I don't do anything on Instagram, but I'm still on Instagram. Yeah, you'll comment and I haven't and posted anything in like five years. You'll I, comment on posts that I make on Instagram. Yeah, I and that's usually when I hear from you. I just kind of go like, eh, yeah. and then I'm done with it. And it was like about a about a month ago I posted I, I had a, a pretty good burger uh, in Seattle. And you're like, You're in Seattle? Uh, and you're like, I'm in Milwaukee. And I'm like, Don't worry, I'll be back. And here it is, I'm back. You are back. So let's back. Last time I did the show. Previously on the broadcast. Was four years ago? Five? I don't know the last time. COVID. I know that everything got weird. Did we talk about Endgame? I'm trying to think of the last time we, we actually we had talked you. about the last thing. I oh, did we talk about? I'm that? gonna try to look it up while you talk. I'm gonna try and figure. I it think out. we did. Yeah, I think we did. Um, yeah. So some. Uh, oh, how many years ago was that? Now 
Endgame was uh, 19. I have like so five five years. years. I have the COVID block where I don't yeah. remember, everything just kind of. No, I it's 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 how I've ended up in a situation where there's people that I've literally known for 20 years because there's like the four years that I didn't see them yes. and I'm like, oh shit, yeah. So, so uh, probably around Endgame ish. I know we talked about Captain Marvel. I think that's the last movie. That and the second Spider-Man movie. Oh, we were talking discussing. <clears throat> The uh, Peter's far Euro trip movie. Yeah. Far from home. Yes. And that was probably the last thing I read. Well, I, I worked, I tr- I've been traveling a lot uh, and then I moved two years ago, almost two years ago. Now uh, I moved from uh, Wisconsin out to the West coast. Uh, and now I live in Seattle, which is uh, not somewhere that I think uh, most people would have expected you to end up. No, because when this was proposed, when was the show? Uh, the po- When was Dennis doing his podcast? So Dennis's podcast ended in, uh, I think technically the last episode was posted in January of 2021, but uh, we recorded through December of 2020. So around, so sometime in 2020. So, oh, that's not, okay, four years ago. That's not that far back. I'd mentioned to you that I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a good chance I'm going to move out to Seattle. You, Dennis asked about me on, on the podcast. So I'm like, what's Lawrence doing or something like that. And you go, he's moving out to Seattle. He goes, Lorch is moving to Seattle. Christ, he's going to be like Quint and Jaws out there. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> That's, that seems to be pretty spot on for That's my like, my experience. As I yeah. tell as I tell my friends and family back home, all that shit you see on the internet, that's real. It's it's crazy out here. <laughs> Nutty stuff going on. But uh, it is what it is, uh, and and we don't know how long I'll be here. Right. There's other <laughs> things in, in the works. Could be a little while, could be a long while. Uh, we don't know. But, We're not sure. Uh, so you've been here for uh, about two years. About two years. Could be more. Could be. Uh, talk about uh, your favorite place that you traveled to. You're telling me some amazing stories. Uh, I don't think I don't think I've been on the Black Cast since I went. In <clears throat> I'm a lifelong Japanophile. Yeah. By the way, and, you've you've helped us. Uh, get a call from your friend Gene Simmons, but I don't know that you have been on for quite a while. That's true. Yeah, yeah, Gene Simmons has because he he's in attention of kissonline.com. Uh, he's like, um, I can't do it with his voice, but you know, he sounds like that. Um, <laughs> but so in 2018, I finally said, you know what, I'm going to Japan. Um, so I booked my trip, uh, went by myself, stayed two weeks, and as I tell everyone, that was the most profound experience of my life. And I realized this is where I want to be. It was, it was, it, I think there's divine providence involved with me being obsessed with Japanese culture that when I went there, I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely where I, where I want to be. Went back the following year, this time with my brother and kind of followed the same trip. Uh, and then COVID hit because my plan was to go back every year until I could live, live there. And there's different avenues of, I may take to do that to actually be a resident. Um, but I couldn't go back because of COVID. And then this past year, a little over a year ago, they opened up again. The uh, the travel is wide open, uh, and they actually had their biggest tourist year ever. Yeah, they uh, tried to do the Olympics at a time where uh, that, nobody could yeah. come there, right? Yeah, and then, then they it was the twenty twenty was it the twenty twenty Olympics were actually held in twenty twenty one. Yeah, but they'd already printed yeah, up all the like, merch, printing yeah. stuff. Not, uh, um, yeah, but uh, and it was cool when I I went out in twenty eighteen. It was actually the last year of the Heisei era. And then when I went back in the following year, was the first year of the Reiwa era. In Japan, they have eras, which are tied to the emperor. Oh, so it's like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. So if she was there, it'd be the Taylor era. But <laughs> sure. actually, it's not the emperor's name. It means, I forgot what like Reiwa means. They all mean something. I see. But like Showa was Hiro, Emperor Hirohito's. So, and the reason, 
The reason you learn this is you're a Godzilla fan. So all the Showa era Godzilla films were during the Showa era. That was Emperor Hirohito when his son took over. Uh, it was named Heisei. And now this, that, uh, now that emperor's son took over. And now they renamed it the new era. I shouldn't say they renamed it, but the new era is Reiwa. Um, anywho, this year I'm finally going back in a couple of months. In the meantime, uh, even though I've, I've dallied with um, Japanese, learning the language by myself for over a decade, uh, I finally got serious and I have a, a Japanese teacher now that I do uh, online. I, I believe you have a sensei. It is. Saya sensei. Saya sensei. My apologies. Uh, so that I, I, we have uh, lessons once a week through a really terrific app slash website called italki, which anybody can learn uh, on there and anyone can teach on there. And they set their own prices and everything. It's, it's, it's extremely affordable considering if you were to get an in-person teacher, because I know a lot of people with money, who let's say they get foreign language teachers for their kids. Um, they pay big bucks. <laughs> they do. Yeah. I'm going to see what happens. Oh my God. That made ah! it so much worse. <laughs> All right. It was just worth a try. It was the Chinese gods. They know how to <laughs> criticize Mandarin lessons. Yeah. yeah. Being overpriced. Hey, hey um, they're well worth it. If your kids are actually learning Mar Mar uh, Mandarin. That's right. I almost said Maryland. Um, so yeah. So I'm concentrating on learning language. And uh, when I go this time, I'm going for three weeks because I don't work anymore. I quit my job when I moved out of here. Yeah. And I only could go for two weeks because I had two weeks of vacation. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have to be back. I'm staying for three weeks because the yen is so low. How low can you go? How low can you go? It's it's something I think right now it's about 150 yen to Ooh. the U.S. dollar. When I went in 1993, it was uh, 250, I think. So uh, it was not favorable when I no. was there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm taking advantage of that because the biggest price tag is uh, the biggest price tag is your flight, and then. Uh, lodging and I, I use a, a wonderful app which i'm not going to plug because they're not a sponsor but i use a wonderful but app. they could be they could be <laughs> and let's just say i think the regular price for my all my hotels was some it would have been something like 3800 or something and i'm paying no it's yeah it's 3600 i'm paying just under a thousand because i get a lot of flash sales and everything and anywho so we have in the chat so the rest of the money. Now I get to eat. You get to eat the money. Yeah. So in the oh, chat, looking very cool with his Sammy. avatar is the great Sammy. Sam Whitfield. What up, Sam? Sammy. Who am I kidding? There's another thing I'm never going to do. Sam Whitfield. I did uh direct message him the link because uh, there's uh, no bigger Rob Lorich fan oh. than uh, Sam Whitfield. Dennis Miller is probably number two. I'm about number four or five, but yeah, I'm in the top, I'm in the top five for okay, sure. Right. Absolutely. I do have one fan up on my dad in the upper peninsula, Michigan. Oh, okay. One and guy who used to listen to Dennis and he, he wants to meet you. I'm like, Oh, right. yeah. Is it, and, he nice. and Matthew Zizzo says, Zizzo says, uh, Christian, if podcasts were public appearances, you would be identical to Eric, the midget, the great, uh, actor, Eric, the actor, Eric, the midget from the Howard Stern show. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, I know this lighting is terrible. I thought about just recording it, but I also wanted to interact with the live chat. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, continue to tinker with our image and see what happens. I'm just if excited I don't. you said midget. Well, that was a character. That's his name. You know what? As dumb as it looks, it's just it's just better than blurring the background. I don't. It looks cool. It's fine. I mean that Draw. that that light like should John be off. Cassavetes yeah. Live stream. Let's see what I can do it's to real. your halo. Nope. Your halo's still there. It's our, there you go. Yeah, just sit up straight. Uh, and look, you got, you're wearing the Osaka shirt. So talk a little bit about your, you're talking about being a Japanophile 
And you were telling me a great story of a time that you happened to randomly end up in Yokohama. And I want you to share that with Black Cast Nation. I want you to share that with Matthew Zuzu. I want you to share it with Sam Whitfield. Let me see if I can get Richard Diaz to watch this. Hold on. Are you, you going to call him? Huh? I'm, I'm going to message him. I don't, I don't have his number. When most people go to Japan on their first trip, they do what's called the Golden Route, which is Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto, three, the three biggest cities, three most popular cities. And I did that, but I also saw a couple in between. Uh, and every time I go, I usually fly into Osaka and then travel east and end up in Tokyo. And I fly home out of Tokyo. And about an hour train trip from Tokyo is Yokohama which is actually my favorite uh, city proper, like big city. Um, it's got a, you know, Yokohama Bay is gorgeous. I think it's got the best skyline. And I, I, on my first trip, went there. I went there on my second trip and I'm going to go there on my third trip. But my first trip, I wanted to go to Yokohama specifically because I've seen it in two Godzilla movies. I mean, I don't know if you need a better reason a than that. Yeah. I said, I'm going there because I've seen Mothra, like there's a building that looks like a, a sailboat. And I'm like, I've seen somebody smash into that like twice. Um, so I went to Yokohama. My first time, pulled up, uh, came in on the train, found my hotel, pulled my bags away, and I thought I'd go for a walk down in Yokohama Bay. And you keep I got talking. a couple blocks away from my uh, from my hotel, and I heard oompa music, German oompa music, beer hall music. And I said, I must be, maybe it's because I'm from Milwaukee and I've heard it my whole life. I'm hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. So I just follow the music, and there's what's called the red brick building which are, I forget, they're over 100 years old, these red brick buildings, which they hold a lot of events there. And they have giant tents set up, and I happened to show up in Yokohama during their annual Oktoberfest. So, and I, this is, I, my last, uh, I didn't even post my full Japanese trip. My first trip is the last time I put anything on Instagram. So if, if you see RJ photo pics, that's my Instagram thing. Yeah, we'll, 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 go, take, Sam, we'll go take a look at it. But uh, Matthew Zuzo wants some, to know, did you have the famous Osaka pancake deluxe. Now I realize that could be a joke. That could be an inside reference. I just don't know it. Okay. I don't know what that means, but, <laughs> I, but I did have pancakes in Osaka, which was one of the best meals I've ever had in my life ever. Um, Cause so-called Japanese pancakes are souffle pancakes and like two thirds of the pancake is egg whites. So they're light and fluffy and like shake. And it's, it's really not like my brother said, when I took him, he's like, this is a dessert. Cause you get fresh whipped cream on them and preserves and everything. And, and it's fantastic. So if that's what you mean, yes. If it's something else, probably not, but let us know what it is. So I can be, I want to be certain on that before I denounce it. Oh, where are you going? That's not you. No, what is it? Is it RJ's photo? R picks? RJ, RJS. Yeah. So like RJ's RJ's photo picks. Okay. P I C K. Ah, uh, that's P -I what it is. P I C S. All right. I see. Oh we're my trying. I there he is. There he is. Oh, there you go. We're looking at. Yeah. Pictures. Well, we're going to take a look in a in a moment. Uh, so Matthew so, Zizzo is. I'm here for this travel in Japan rule. I agree. I went to Japan when I was 17, and I was telling Rob uh, I visited my friend who went to high school there, and I went with a group of his friends. So there's uh, five 17 year old Americans Ugly traipsing. Americans. Uh, you, Rude, one of them was very handsome. And uh, we went to we went to Ugly Tokyo Disney. We went to Tokyo Disneyland. The first Disney anything I ever went to was Tokyo Disneyland, and we realized pretty quickly that if we cut all the lines, no one would say anything to us because they were intimidated. So we were absolutely ugly Americans. And thank you, Matthew, for uh, commenting on that. Uh, so I'll cutting, find the name. It has noodles in its underground. All right. Well, so, Matthew, so we're here cutting, for it. Cutting in line ties into my Yokohama story. So yeah. I went to I went to Yokohama. Oktoberfest. 
And there's like all the German, all the girls working there. The Japanese girls were wearing the like the German, I don't know you call that, the beer frau bustier thing. Yeah. They're wearing German garb. And there's a couple guys in Lederhosen. Um, the highlight being because Japanese people are very polite and very reserved. Very polite, very reserved. They yes. say they're not friendly. It's not that they're not friendly, they're very polite. But you don't like you don't when you're in lot standing in line there, yeah, you don't talk, to, you don't strike up conversations with strangers. No. Even when they go to the bar, they you talk with your friends you're there with. You don't talk, you don't meet other people. So it's odd in that regard. But uh, the highlight was as the night went on, people got, uh, they, they drank more beer and loosened up quite a bit and started dancing around. And I saw a German beer hall in Yokohama, Japan, full of Japanese people eating German food with chopsticks, doing the YMCA <laughs> when the band played the YMCA. Yeah. I said, I'm never going to see this again. Yeah, as a gentleman with a uh, with a Chinese wife, I do understand that sometimes uh, Asians can. Oh, oh, here we go. They're all the same. No. Oh, the no. Asians. But I'm just going to say, Japanese. you can always tell when you, as a gaijin, are more attractive to the Asian ladies because their faces turn red. Uh, the more that they drink, and in my wife's case, that's half a beer. The Asian blush. The Asian glow. Asian yes, glow? yes. It's it's real. I've seen it. I've. I've uh, I've tried to utilize it to my <laughs> advantage uh, with mixed results. And, uh, you know, while we're talking for our visual audience, I'm basically just scrolling through your Instagram. These are all from a few years ago. And see this? these are, yeah. So everybody, that's yeah. Tadaima, oh, yeah. So you can see, so that's what everybody's seeing right there. Yeah. And uh, I'm just kind of going through these pictures because our, Camera angle and the lighting Back is so it, like shitty. And I'll show you where the Oktoberfest was. Okay, well we'll go to we'll go right to there, and uh, you let me know. I didn't even you... finish my trip. I just started posting, and I think my, maybe my computer took a shit. Okay, wait, there we go. Oh my gosh, they were cute. And uh, I I was you know Rob was telling me this story when we were Second at dinner. Second from the left is my favorite. Uh, yeah, I mean I think that uh, I think I think that that's uh, clearly apparent. She's the friendliest. She's yeah. actually showing her teeth, and uh, her eyes are focused on you, the uh, ugly American. And so yeah, and you were telling me about this, and uh, I believe I told you that this is what the Vikings would call Valhalla. It is. If you me. could live in Yokohama where every day was Oktoberfest, what else would you need? I think the answer is nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm born and bred Wisconsin, born in Milwaukee, so bratwurst and beer yeah. are in the blood. Sure. So there you go, Yokohama Oktoberfest. I was just checking on the chat, but uh, they're hanging on your every word, Rob. That, okay, that's the beer I had. That was a microbrew. Okay. Ties into the story. And that gal, she was really friendly to me. Yeah. She spoke English. Good for her. And um, the guy, I said, oh, this is really good beer. She said, well, he's the one who created it. So the guy in the glasses, it actually it was his baby. He so created, this guy created that beer. He created it. He was a microbrew. Okay. Okay. Now, Vance, go. go uh, there you go. Oh, she was a greeter. She was helping people. With oh, hang on. It's all right. It's, we, we got time. All right. So we'll go on. Okay. Now. Oh. You were telling me about one of these guys. Okay, that's the so, guy I was doing the impression is, of. So now I said, let's just for, for the, it's twenty twenty four. I don't know that you were doing an impression of him. You were just talking about how he didn't speak English. Yeah. Well, I did an impression. So I sat down. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I forgot who I was talking and, to. Okay, the fellow with the mustache. Yeah. Sat across from me with the buddy, his the guy on his right, and then there was another guy. Which, eh, whoops, shit. 
You all, all you see is his thumbs up. Is he not in a photo? No, just thumbs up. Oh shit. Okay. It's, yeah. I cut him up. That's because you saw me and it was such a bad angle. I looked ridiculous. So I cut me out of the picture. Because I was actually um, somebody's taking. So these gents so from your Instagram. That's the gal who sold me the beer. Okay. And she kept she would come up to the guy in the mustache. All right. And very very polite to him. Lean closer to the microphone. The guy she came, she would come up to the guy with the mustache and was very respectful to him. Of course. Okay. And then at one point I saw another guy come up who was working there and he knelt in front of this guy and presented his business card. Now it's important that he knelt because. Um, just like when you go to a restaurant, they usually do a deep bow because they want to, even though they can't often do it literally, figuratively, in spirit, have their head below, lower than yours. Oh, yeah. That's why, respect. like, when the emperor bows, it's like you can't even really yeah, see it. Like, yes. Yeah. All right. So he, the, so the guy knelt in front, of, in front of the guy with the mustache and gave him a card. So said, okay. And he read it and thanks. And they went away. And that guy, so I'm sitting there drinking my beer. And it has the name of the microbrew on the glass. All the places did. And I actually, you can keep it for like three bucks or whatever. Oh. I think or you, you could you, just, you, you get it. You could just back. stuff it in your pocket, no, you get which it, is what you, I would You pay done. for it. Oh, and I then see. if you don't return it, if you return it, you get a deposit back. Like Oh, bucks. yeah. Okay. It's, five, whatever it it's like a shopping cart yeah, at Aldi. That was, that was one of my souvenirs. So I'm sitting there and the guy, and this is what I was still light up. <laughs> I can't get that guy in the, in the back. Killed that me. guy is that guy's uh, what we call a He's character. Exactly how I did the impression too, is he? <laughs> you can you can imagine what he was doing. So the guy with the mustache looks Sorry. up at me while I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm trying to scroll the pictures when I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the guy with the mustache looks up and he says, "You like that beer?" And I said, "Now, granted, it's the only beer I had." But right. I said, "This is the best beer here. Hey. It was good. I, I did enjoy it." And I'm didn't I'm didn't lie. Beer. Did not lie. Not beer guy said. I said, yeah, I, th I think it's the best beer here. He goes, he goes, that's mine. I said, what? And the gal, the, the yeah, gal who spoke enough English said, he's a, a high-level executive at Kieran Brewery. And Kieran is, is um, I don't know what you want to say, not a, a absorbing, but they get these micro brewers that right. they put under their label and they can. Yeah, it's like, what, it's like what Coors does. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. and uh, as we were talking about uh, when we were at dinner, I have a group of friends who went to high school in Japan, and I learned a lot about Japanese beer from them. Kieran is the top of the beer pyramid, at least in terms of beers you can get here. And then the next one's Asahi. And then Sapporo, and then Sapporo you, you might as well what just about, drink um, water. Orion, or as they say, Orion. Uh, I don't know that one. It. I'll, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll open up a group text with that crowd. All right, Matthew Zizzo follows up. So, Okonami Aki is Okanami the name Aki. of special pancake with noodles, pork, and more. Uh, Hiroshima, best one, but also in Osaka. That yeah, oh, sounds amazing. Okonami Aki, which I made uh, last fall, because I said I'm gonna make this. I All had, right, I had in Japan. Yeah, there's a kitchen right on the other side of that and, door. Uh, as in, he's he's right. There's Osaka style and there's Hiroshima style. And my second trip to Japan, which was my the first with my brother, was my first trip to Hiroshima. Right. And I said, well, I'm going to try it. I've had Osaka style. I'm going to try uh, Hiroshima style, which has more stuff in it. They have like noodles and stuff. It's basically a batter with shredded cabbage. And then um, in Osaka, they put like strips of pork on top. And okonomiyaki is a rough truncated translation of any whatever you choose. So you can kind of do what people sometimes call it Japanese pizza, which is dumb because it's not. Right. It is a savory pancake. But in Hiroshima, it's layered. It's not mixed. It's layered. And, and one of the layers is noodles. And there's all this extra stuff in it. It's very heavy. So I wanted to try it in Hiroshima. And after walking all day, because when I was there with my brother, 
you're putting on minimum 10 miles a day walking. Well, that sounds like exercise, uh, the yeah, way that uh, the world is. A lot of people it's, say it's, it's a little bit of an ins inside joke, but but, but, uh, but it's true. And But in his defense, it was the hottest I've ever, neither of us had experienced heat that bad. It's so hot and humid. It's like some. How hot was it? Or like, is this not a bit? It, it, no, it's not oh, a bit. Okay. It's probably with the humidity like 90 something at 7 p.m. It was insane. Oh, that doesn't sound good, right? So we walked around all day. And he, then we, you know, you go wash up at your room, maybe relax a little bit. And I said, then we'll go out for dinner. And I went out walking around and I was trying to get a hold of him and I couldn't, he wouldn't get back to me. So my text was like, hey, where are you? Yeah. And 20 minutes later, what's going on? I thought we we're going to go out for Okonomiyaki. Then, then it was like, hey, some guys are looking at me. I think they're Yakuza. And I got weirder <laughs> with my texts. You know, but again, hey, I don't know where I am. You've got to help me. What am I going to do? <laughs> then like a half hour later, like I'm in the police station. No one's speaking English here. They're going to find my phone. Help me. So anyway, he fell asleep. He was, he was wiped out. He fell asleep. So I, I still give him shit about that. So I, I never I ended up eating at McDonald's. Oh, I, I did that when I was in I Switzerland love. just because I couldn't afford to eat at restaurants. So I had a McFlurry for dinner one day because I'm like, well, I could probably scrape that together. Matthew Zizzo says, this guy knows his shit. Good guess. Just wait I till just wait till I uh, ask Obsessions him. Obsessions are underrated, my friend. Just wait till I ask him what he thinks about Kiss's end of the road tour and the fact that they're all going to live on his avatars. Don't worry. We're going to get to all of it. Yeah. But, uh, but we're, no. this is the Japanese portion. So I never had... Hiroshi, but he's correct. It's that's it's a different style, but um, it's good. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I like it. Uh, but back to Yokohama. So I'm sitting there drinking my micro brew, and the guy with the mustache, not that Okonomiyaki, which you're looking at right no, now. No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'll go back to that. The guy with the mustache says, You like the brew? He says, Yeah, that's mine. And the gal said, He's a high level executive at Kieran. And I said, Wow. And he's, he spent time, I think he went to school in New York or spent time there. So he spoke English very well. And we started talking. Um, and they always, uh, when and you, it's this guy that we're still I'll talking get, about, right? We'll, yeah, we'll get to this. Yeah, now we guy. have to, we'll, we'll, we'll get to him in a bit. We got like four jokes that I'm going to keep all in my head. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're all going to stay in there. Are, are they appropriate? How can you tell the difference? Them? No, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I didn't say anything. Yeah. So um, I started talking with them. And when you tell somebody, they said, Why are you here in Japan? Do you well, I usually say, Are you here for work? Are you in the military? Or what, you know, what's your deal? I said, No, I've always, I've always um, been uh, obsessed with, uh, Japanese culture and TV and movies and history. And, um, you know, I was the right age during the early eighties ninja boom when I wanted oh. to be a ninja like everybody else. I, I think we all wanted Getting to be a ninja at some point. Yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted to join the hand and take out daredevil. That's what I wanted to do. If, it's, it's, if you get, it's a good job. You can get it. Yeah. Which, which I never did. No, no. Or else you wouldn't be here. But, <laughs> um, so they asked you, what do you, and I said, well, I've always loved it here. And I said, you know, I said, it's the cleanest, safest, most polite, polite country in the world. And Tokyo is the biggest city in the world. And their crime is microscopic compared to any other cities, certainly American cities. Yeah. It shows you we can have a lot of reasons and people can debate what it is. It's culture. Because it's not, you don't, there's, there's instigators, but it's not accepted there. So it yeah. doesn't happen there very much. So, so uh, I said, uh, and the train system is fantastic. You have the best public transportation system in the world. Now, the dude... <laughs> his right the whole evening was not him and his, there's another buddy across from him you can't see who is to my left that's his you can see his thumbs up those those guys did not speak english and the guy to my left who you can't see i actually started to google translate later on right but this guy was not looking at me the whole night he was pounding his beer 
And every time the guy next to him would say something to me, right? Say something to him. The guy holding the beer would mumble something <laughs> and go, <"Hold> the <laughs> and yeah. then cackle. I'm like, is this motherfucker talking about me? It looked like something in a movie where the henchman was like, you know, talking shit and I couldn't understand it. But when I mentioned how much I love the train system, the mustache guy goes, well, that's his responsibility. He's, he's one of the guys in charge of Yokohama's trains. Yeah. So he told him what I said, and that then the guy was like, "Oh, he gave me the two-handed. They like to give you the yeah. two-handed right, handshake." Right, right. And bow, like, "Oh, th-, he says thank you, thank you so much." He was, you know, like, what did everyone knows? Thank you. They can say that. Yeah. Um, but then he was very nice. But so that was interesting. But I said, "Yeah, your trains are fantastic." And agreed. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, it was literally well now thirty-one years ago that I was there, but it was amazing having, you know taking the New York subway system and having that as a comparison that is very effective, but also not clean. Uh, the Metro in Paris is uh, clearly they Who, were on some who is that right there. Well, I know I got, who is two, that? I got two comments to bring up the first Matthew Zizzo says, you fellas are both my ninjas. He is talking in the parlance of the great, who are these broadcasters Tuesdays at 2 PM Eastern 11 a Pacific. Uh, that might be a phrase that we use a lot. Uh, yes, Matthew, you are my ninja. Also, every day, hit your knees, boys. Every day, hit your knees, boys. Thank God that you're not me. Every day, and of course, every day at dinner, I did. Uh, Sam Whitfield is back, just finished his old podcast. Sam, we could have simulcast, we could have done a whole thing. Why don't everybody just get a podcast, right? Then it'll be chaos. Why don't you? Well, why don't you have a podcast? I know the answer. Your, your computer, computer broke. Yeah, yeah, my computer broke, and I moved. And I'm like, I'm not buying a new one. No, I think no, no. I got a drink. This is why. This is the only way I could get you on the blackcast. I had to come up with some cockamamie reason to be up in West Seattle and end up at a farmer's market. You know, within a couple of block radius of your like place. A block. A block. Well, yeah, and you know, have cupcakes for breakfast with you and my sister. And that's how I get to catch up with the great Rob Lorich. They were good. And it was like, yes, and thank you for them. And. We were like, great, we'll have dinner. And I'm like, great. And then you're going to do a podcast. And you're like, say what now? Wait, what? What's, what's a podcast? Yeah. Oh, so mustache guy. Um, so this is the guy who worked for Kieran. Kieran guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're talking. The, the, <laughs> the guy with the beer is a train station guy. Now, oh, keep going. See the guy with the little uh, like macrame hat or whatever that is? Yeah. That dude was a micro brewer from Tokyo who's buddies with the Kieran executive. And he he um, came down to Yokohama to visit. And he spoke English. I was talking to him a lot, too. He was a really cool guy. And it's the same thing where if, when you tell people they're so appre- they're so proud of their culture. Oh, sure. And like here where we the West decides it hates itself now. Everybody else does it. They're proud of their culture. And they don't, you know. So he was um, I tell him how much oh, I love this. And he goes, Oh, thank you so much for loving Japan. They're like they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. thank you for loving their country. Thank you for your uh, your dollars, which and, are surprisingly strong now. We appreciate and that. I taught, yeah. I taught him a couple phrases. Um, cause you were talking, you know, what do you like about Japan? I said like this. And I said, there's, don't get me wrong. I'm, I love my country too, but I think in some ways it, Japan suits me better. And in, in some ways it just does. And, um, and we, I, I mentioned something about, I said, yeah, to me, the ideal society would probably be somewhere, a mix of Japan and American culture. And I said, and he said, um, I don't think the way he put it was, it was, it was actually quite cute. He said, I don't think, um, Japanese are very good at creating things from zero from zero. From zero. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, the, the housing app Zillow. I'm like, is this a slang for yeah, Godzilla? Yeah, yeah, we can't yeah, create anything from Zilla. Monster I'm like, zero. all right. He said, yeah, he said, <laughs> that was Ghidorah, an American release. He said, um, or Ghidorah. 
he said, I don't think Japanese aren't very good at creating things from zero, but we're good at developing. I said, yeah. I said, America is still the country people go to when they create something. I said, but the way I always said it is America is the best country at creating something and Japan is the best country at perfecting it. And they do. They work at, they take something and then, you know, Henry Ford created the assembly line. Sure. Where everybody does a specific job. Japan perfected it where everybody learns every job so then they can move anywhere on the line. Right, so that so that anybody in the band can play any instrument. Yeah, if the bass player and, falls, then the drummer can. And we, over. of course, invented McDonald's, but they perfected what was that shrimp sandwich the you were Ebby telling filet, me about? My yeah. favorite thing on the menu: the Ebby Fileo, which is a uh, ground shrimp compressed into a patty, covered in a crispy panko. Think of it's, it's like a fillet of fish, except it's shrimp and it has Big Mac sauce on it, and it is fantastic. What is it called? Ebby Fileo. Okay. Uh, Ebby uh, EBI shrimp. EBI. Fileo, nice. like Fileo fish, yeah. I see, and uh, we're just gonna we're gonna look for some images just of so it. So the kids can see it, and uh, well, we're going to make it so the kids can see it. Uh, this is this seems to be like the most McDonald'sy looking. Oh no, Somebody, just, just, okay, that's on like a hash brown or something. Yeah, that's, that's something, kind of might be kind, a rice, rice kind of what it looked like, right? But that's all right. We'll we'll let people see it. We want everybody to okay, know. Go, go back. To Hang the on, guy. Well, I thought I wanted to show this for a second. I wanted everybody to see. Is this? That's pretty much what it looked it's like, a, right? It's a rice bun. Yeah. It's just like, you know, any other fast food chain, just same in Japan. It ain't that thick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's like double double the thickness. <laughs> well, you sound like me on my wedding night. Anyway, we'll be right back. Hey. Hey-o. Um, <laughs> that's some new version, but yeah. it's, it's fantastic. I'll be, I had one during a hurricane. Long story. Yeah. But, um, Which, by the way, led to me explaining to you that uh, McDonald's in uh, Cape Cod they have lobster roll and it tastes kind of the way you'd expect a McLobster roll to taste, but it's still worth trying for uh, anybody that heads I'm out there. I'm a sucker for anything, especially if it says like limited edition, Oh, which Japanese oh, people yeah. are suckers for. Yeah. Is anything's limited. Like, I got to have it because it's limited. Um, but no, I'll, I'll have, I will be having a minimum three of those in my trip because I want to have real food too. Uh, oh, so I talked to a guy in knit hat. We talked about that. And yep. then we started talking about um, some cultural differences. And I mentioned there's a lot of tourists here. And he says, yeah, because they've been having a problem. Uh, it's with over-tourism. Sure. And the government actually instituted uh, a new program to help promote smaller towns and cities out, off of the golden route. Okay. So instead of everyone who wants to go to Tokyo, Kyoto, and Osaka, as, as well they should, your first trip. But they want you to go to Nagoya or... Um, Okayama or Ehime or all these other smaller towns to right. kind of spread the tourist money because that's it's good for the economy. And the fact that, you know, people living in Tokyo, it's getting really crowded with the tourists. Kyoto is, I'm not, this is the first time I'm skipping Kyoto. It's so touristy and I'm a tourist. I get it. It's, yeah. There's a little element of sure. Hypocrisy, but I try to do as the locals do. And the problem, part of the problem is there is um, people not respecting the rules. Japan. You mean like cutting the lines at Tokyo Disneyland? Yes. Oh, okay. Like, uh, horrible American children do. We were children. Um, I think that that's the important part. That I, we were to all tie children. it in, I went to uh, Honda has a um, like a visitor center, and I went there because a buddy of mine loves Honda motorcycles, so I got him like a Honda mug. And there's a British guy who walked up to me while I was looking at, and they happened to be doing some Formula One. I don't know anything about Formula One racing, but some Formula One promotion, and this British guy comes up and goes. So who do you support, mate? And I go, I don't follow this. He goes, Oh, come on, you gotta lie. He just walked away. <laughs> I do like that saying you gotta lie. So he walked up, and when I walked out, I came up and said, Where are you from? He's he's British. He came over as a player one year for the World Cup. Hey. He stayed. 
He goes, I just loved it here. Now I'm married. I got a kid. And I was asking him questions about like assimilating all that stuff. He says, here's the thing. And you'll hear this from other people. Japan is a nation of rules, social rules. We're not talking about laws, social rules. If you know the rules and you obey the rules, it's terrific. If you don't, you're going to have a problem. You're going to rub people the wrong way. You'll probably have a real problem. And, and it's been, like you said, don't skip in lines. When you're in a line, you don't skip. You respect other people. When you, another thing is great. But what, what if you're five big dicked Americans? Because uh, at least I'm assuming that's what we were. You're I was just speaking of dicks. <laughs> All right. All right. I think you might yeah, be honest. They, they, would not, they don't need you back. Hey, there was a group of, uh, of of girls who I guess were skipping school and they were trying to, they were kind of whispering and oh, trying, trying to figure to out, yeah, they were trying to figure out if their English was good enough that they could try to talk to us because they wanted, they were trying to figure out like if they could ask us, do you speak Japanese? But the phrase they kept coming up with was, do you speak English? And then one of them was like, no, no. So they, so we never got to flirt with this group of uh, five Japanese. Were they uh, guys hunters? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. They want a, I, I, they want a half white baby. That's what they want. Well, That's you know, so, hey, some of us have that as a, as in our destiny, half white children. Kawaii, they're cute. That's what they're I mean, uh, I am never going to disagree on that. I I have some of those very cute children in my household That's right now. Do. Yeah, thank you, thank I you for realizing what I was talking about. <laughs> I, I just made the connection. Uh, no, so they have a problem with over tourism, and. So people are like, they'll, they'll be walking down the street and they'll stop and start taking pictures and they're blocking traffic and da, 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 all that, instead of stepping over all these little things that annoy them. And I said, yeah, there's a lot of, most of the tourists here are Chinese. And I've had this, this happened three times throughout my trip, but this guy was my favorite, the, the guy with the mustache, the Kieran Brewery guy. Yeah, yeah. Is it's often said that Japanese people, they'll say Japanese people lie. And what they mean is Japanese people won't tell you the truth. And what they mean is Japanese people don't want to offend you. Or say anything negative, right? So they use less in everything. They won't. They're they're not as blunt or or, or one could argue honest. They're just not as direct. Is the word you, really? They're not as direct as this. So when you say, "Well, do you like this?" Like you don't say no in Japan, right? I just learned this in my uh, Japanese lessons too with my teacher. Is say, "Hey, you want to go to uh, uh, McDonald's?" Instead of me just saying, "No, I don't want to go to McDonald's. I don't like it," I'd say, "Makdoa choto." Now choto. Is a tricky word because people usually think it means small or a little, mm-hmm. but use the way I use it means I don't really like McDonald's. Ah, okay. So you're basically saying McDonald's, it's like saying McDonald's is a little, and you leave it open-ended. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was talking to these, these guys at the beer fest about, at Oktoberfest, about tourists and Chinese. I said, there's a lot of Chinese people. I said, I said, they seem to be, uh, they don't really respect the rules, you know? And the Kieran Brewer guy was just kind of smiling. He goes, oh, you don't like them? I said, no, I think they're rude. And I kind of like did some jokes about it. <laughs> and he goes, I go, well, what do you think? And the guy goes, what do I really think? <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> like a Bond villain. Yeah. He's just like, I hate them. I go, really? He goes, they're no, rude. Mr. Lorich, I expect you to die. <laughs> exactly. That's what it was like. He just started cackling. He told his friends and the beer guy laughed his ass off. The guy was laughing all night anyway. The train guy. Um, he said, "Yeah, they're 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 rude. They don't respect our our rules. They're messy and da da da. da. That was uh, Chinatown, Yokohama. That was uh, where I ate there. I had the Chinese food. By the way, fun fact. Fun there's fact. No, there's no Chinese in in Chinatown in Yokohama. I was told. No Chinese people. Yeah. No, it's there's it's all Japanese people. Pretty much. Oh. There's some, but for okay. the most part, it's Japanese. 
All right. Now, as we uh, scroll down RJ's photo picks, oh, uh, is it is this one you want to look at? Is do that, you have something to say about this one? Oh, that's that was the uh, Cup Noodles Museum, which is a blast. Oh, I do remember Cup Noodle. I mean, obviously, we have there? them here. No, no, no. I didn't go to the museum. but uh, You go there, and that was a, like towards the end, the hall with every product they've ever put out. I, I want the UFO. I don't even know them, what it you is. You get those in the, at your nearest uh, Chinese or um, Japanese grocery store. You get that in All right, I'm going to head up to the 99 Ranch Market in Van Nuys. That all right, it's very cool. It's interactive. It's great for kids. It's all about like creativity and stuff. And the owner, who the, it's the guy who started Cup Noodles, that's the original instant ramen. He's the guy who actually invented that. He's the who he learned his process. He created was boiling in oil the noodles, and it basically dries them out, and they can rehydrate them with water. So there he is with Henry Ford, <laughs> Albert Einstein, Babe Ruth. All the other uh, Charlie Chaplin, all these geniuses. <laughs> the museum put him in, just so you know where he ranks. Look, I, I, I just have to ask: is is this Charlie Chaplin, or is he a guy who looks like him in a funny hat? I I can't really tell. Jimmy Chaplin? Uh, no, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Okay, that's actually Charlie. Well, Chaplin. that's not really him. It's a cardboard cutout. Oh, thank. <laughs> you. Is, that, is that Da Vinci? I don't know who the guy with the yeah, sure. And uh, right brothers, I, maybe? I think this, I think this uh, comely lass in the middle, that must be what, like oh, Lizzie Borden. Madame Curie. Oh, I think it's Madame Lizzie Curie. Borden. Pretty, Curry, pretty Madame sure. Madame Curie. <laughs> what, Ann Curry from the Today Show? Yes, it's Ann Curry. Oh. She's half Japanese. It all makes uh, sense. It, it, I think it all, it all comes so together. This is actually really cool. All right. So the great Eric Nagel of It's Eric Nagel on uh, iHeartRadio. All those Italians in Chinatown, hey. there goes the neighborhood. Uh, it's the opposite. Yeah, New York, the Chinese took over. And uh, yeah. Eric knew what I was doing. It's Buster Keaton cosplaying as Charlie Chaplin. Uh, this is a perfect stream for Eric Nagel because it's late. And if I know him, he can't sleep. We're talking about a lot of uh, Japanese adventures that Rob had, I don't know, five years ago. You've been on the show since then, I think. No. <sighs> it may, maybe once, but we talked about movies. Yeah, well, we do usually talk about we usually talk about Marvel movies, which, by the way, I need I, I need to spend a few minutes on that at some point. But we can we can still we can still look at uh, some of your uh, Japanese photo pics. Uh, do we have any more on here? I think that was the last one of that. Oh, the cup noodles. Okay. Yeah, the, 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 we're out of cup noodles. So you tell me what you want to show see. off, uh... and you can just touch the screen. It's fine. Yeah, this is what I was telling you about at dinner. Uh, part of the tourist problem is again not inspect not respecting social rules yeah. in japan you don't touch people even like to tap them on the shoulder to get the you don't do oh, they oh. Are, they are not that's they still bow they normally don't shake hands other than business situations okay when friends meet the funniest thing is when you see two women meeting they don't like give each other a hug they walk up and they stand about two feet away and wave with both hands in each other's face. Like, hi. Oh, well, that's how Farad Muhammad and I greet each other when we get together. I don't. Confirm that in the chat. Don't wait for the translation, Farad. I hug Farad. And then yeah, he's, he's a good, he's a great hugger. He's, a, he's an amazing laugher and a great hugger. So this was taken in Gion in Kyoto, which is uh, the Geisha district. I really thought you were talking about Robert Keown, TV Spencer. No, that's a whole other discussion I would like to have because I love it. You want to talk about co starring. <laughs> Rene Aubergenois. Of course. Odo, yep. And, oh, I blanked on his name, who went on to play Neelix on Voyager, who I actually had a conversation with at a, at a Trek conference. Oh, I ran into him at a party, and I decided to not. Nathan? Ethan? Ethan, yeah. But I ran into Neelix at a party and decided to not tell him he was my least favorite character on my least favorite Star Trek show. That's, I, I kept it inside. I That's well, that restraint. Was, that was that's personal man. growth. Very nice man. Anyway, though. what are we talking about? Not, oh, so, not uh, Robert Keel. Yeah, so you can see they have the sign. Showing you don't touch geishas. Oh, 
don't see how the shit that's also considered very rude is leaning against things or sitting down. Oh man, I I'm that big, means, that means I'm you're a lazy. big leaner. And I, by the way, I'm tall. I'm not tall. Although when I was in Tokyo, I felt tall because <laughs> there I was. You were. You were king. That's all the more reason why I should probably go. Don't smoke. Don't eat, don't litter, and don't. And they're they're sick of selfie sticks, which, by the way, the Chinese people still really love. You, a lot of selfie sticks. You cannot bring them into uh, Disneyland. That's and the no, yeah. no eating is that's part oh, of the whole rules. Is you're not I supposed love to, to eat. You're not supposed to eat. You cannot eat there at all. No, you're not supposed to eat and walk. Why? Wow. Because if you drop something, everybody else is going to have to walk through whatever the hell you dropped. So oh, when you, get, so when you oh, get food stall, because they don't have rats. Yeah, and, uh, oh. I actually did see a rat. You did? I saw rats. Oh, I saw them in China. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I saw one. But yeah, so you're supposed to, when you get something at a convenient convenience store or a food stall, you take it, you eat it there. And then here's the trick. The, one of the biggest complaints of tourists who go to Japan who didn't do any fucking research is there's no garbage cans. They don't have public garbage cans almost anywhere. Occasionally, you'll see one in a, a train platform. Um, but, and maybe next to a vending machine, but usually they're nowhere in the public space. The reason is, and I don't remember the time now, if it's 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, there was a cult, a religious cult that put, uh, like, was it sarin gas or something in trash cans oh, and killed uh, a bunch of people? Uh, Shomon Rico. Uh, yeah, no, I remember that. I, yeah, I remember my friend lived there at the Shining time. Dawn yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. I remember there's a fascinating, but horrifying story. And uh, you know, I just sort of expected that sort of thing to uh, start happening more often. Let's go to better things. Farad Muhammad, of course, rescuing us with a uh, shout out to Ethan yeah, Phillips. Thank you. Very and nice guy. Love he Dennis confirmed Dennis. that uh, he's a great hugger. Uh, I think everybody oh. knows that. <laughs> now he's hungry for ramen. And uh, Eric says in solidarity, I was at Super H Mart today, nice which uh, I know a Super H Mart at St. Mark's Place. I assume that's not the one you were at, but. Uh, uh oh, Rob, have you seen John Wick yet? Is that a conversation you've had with uh, young Samuel? No, but before? I remember when it came out. I was very late on that, and then yes, I did. I've seen all of them now. Great, fantastic! It's the best action. It's the most consistent action series going right now. Uh, Eric says we bring great shame to the house of Benson. My apologies. And then he uh, referring to the sign that we have on the screen right now. How are they not sitting and have such flat asses? I, I mean, look. That's that's truth to power, my friend. Uh, it's a great question. I have no answers. Why uh, do they sit on the floor at home? That's why they have tatami mats. Oh, they have the the, the low tables, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and like the tatami mats, which they like. Yeah. Um. All right. So so, so yes, we're talking about this. So this when, sign. When tourists go there and they're all pissed off, there's no garbage cans. I explain why because that gas attack by the religious cult. It's like there's a really – and so a lot of people go and they carry their garbage back to their hotel because they don't know what to do with it. What you do is when you're at a food stall or even a convenience store, get what you get. If you're not bringing it back to your hotel, eat it outside the store, and then you walk right back in and you say, when I got shimas, please, and you hand it to them. And they, they go, okay, and they throw it away. They'll throw away your yes. trash. Yes, that's the problem solved. And again, most people – it's shocking how little research people do when they go to a country, especially when that's so foreign and so different. Yeah. And they just, you know, learn a couple words, learn, please, thank you. Um, where is this? How much is that? Excuse me. When I went to Sumi Matsen, when I went to China 10 years ago, uh, the most important thing that I did was figuring out if any of the cities I was going to be in were the ones where they have the toilets where you basically shit on a hole in the floor. Squat toilets. Yeah. Now, one. I saw, I did see them in China. China. However, 
they also had what they called Western toilets, which are regular toilets. So there was like a section. Toilet, yeah. Human beings well, they had, they had human toilets like an and then they also had the, the, the whole ones. And I just remember looking at it and look, 10 years ago, I was a little bit more nimble than I am. No, I couldn't. My knees are I, I, I was more nimble 10 years ago than I am now, but at 38, I'm not getting down there and doing that. I feel like that would, that shit would be the last shit I ever took because I'd fall over, crack my head open on the ceramic. And that would be the end. I'd be so concerned <laughs> with my knees and back yeah. that I wouldn't concentrate on my aim and I, it wouldn't go well. Yeah. No, no. They're, uh, I never saw one in Japan. Well, oh, you know. So don't touch the geisha. That was a problem. Yeah, don't touch the People geisha. People would tap them on the shoulder and say, can I take a picture? So I was in there 2018. I went back 2019. The following year, they passed new laws that they, you're not allowed to take pictures there now. No pictures. So some, yeah, there's, I don't know if you have to ask permission. I, I snapped a picture of an actual, there they're called Michael. And I don't know if that. But the sign said, don't take a picture, Rob. No, it said don't touch them. It said don't selfie stick. They don't want selfie Oh, stick. but you pictures can take okay. a picture. They didn't want selfie Now oh. they don't want pictures. Well, you know, I once saw a sign that said long-haired freaky people need not apply. So uh, I I, uh, I just don't follow the signs. They're everywhere. Is my point. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere is sign blocking up the scenery. Oh, blocking my mind. All right. So what else do we got going on? Uh, and again, Eric, uh, I don't know what all that is. So you tell me if that means anything to you. Yeah. <laughs> you I don't, don't have to know. You got to be careful. He oh, might be tricking you into saying something that will get me canceled. Oh yeah, right. <clears throat> My channel's not monetized. That's all right. Torini, watashi o. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm trying to see what my class. Ana, shite kudasai. Anata no. Kokade. I don't know kokade. Anata is my. He's talking about my something. My something. Gokana. If if I know Torini toilet. Yeah. Ni at the toilet or in the toilet. Watashi o. Please shit. I, I <laughs> please put your shit in the toilet. See, I'm guessing. I don't know. If if I know Eric Nagel, that's Japanese for tune into it's Eric Nagel Thursdays. I believe 8 p.m. Eastern. I believe 8 p.m. Eastern. But again, don't hold me to it. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, but uh, he's not one of the guys in Japan. Is he? No, no, no. Uh, oh, please direct me to your expensive luxury toilets. Thank you. Uh, no. No, Eric's in uh, Jersey, which is an, an exotic foreign land of a, a very different, uh, different. The only, the only word for expensive I know is uh, Takai. Oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, hang on, Takai. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. my. George Expensive. Sounds like what Thank Brad you. calls him. We'll be right back. This is the problem. I know more than I think I know in Japanese. I can't recall it quick enough. I'm yeah. still working on that. You got the slow like recall. Well, I do I like it. either a week and after a week. Yeah. It's better and more comfortable, and I can start talking. To people mm-hmm. more then i won't shut up i'm like you know hey i'm from america let's talk I, you know i try not to do that but. yeah no that's all right well uh there uh Most let's beautiful woman i've ever seen too let's uh let's let's hit one more fun fact about uh japan is there something that you want to look for on your instagram rj's photo pics i fed monkeys in <laughs> nara the land of deer where i'm going to be staying for three days Oh, when you're around Kyoto, especially in particular, yeah, you'll see a lot of people wearing uh, kimono. Ninety-nine mm-hmm. percent uh, are tourists. No, oh. not Japanese women. Uh, they, yeah, so interesting. Don't assume because you see an Asian person in the kimono, they're probably Chinese tourists, <laughs> and they encourage that. By the way, they they they, they realize that um, so-called uh, cultural appropriation is more often not a good thing. It brings cultures together. Because they're proud of it, they're experiencing it, and they so they love that when you come and dress up like in a kimono. 
Well, uh, E-Rock wants to go to Japan so bad. I don't blame you. you ever, I want to take the bullet train and see those cherry blossom forests. All sounds great. Um, get in contact with me and I can help you save a couple thousand bucks. Thousands of bucks. I'm well, saving something like $2,600. Wow. All right. Using Are you going to pretend to be a, an English teacher? Where you just I could. you just work on pronunciation. I heard that that's a scam. Well, yeah. Well, well it's not a scam. But when people go over there to become an English teacher, especially when they're young, they're really just there for pronunciation. Right. Is they have a Japanese teacher teaching the Japanese students in the English class, and they want a native speaker there to basically read things so they can hear what it's supposed to sound like. Okay. So that's what that that is. You can also there's also um, are they called uh, kaiwas English schools, which are private schools, which most of the stories I've heard of those are horrible. Yeah. The people go there and they said, uh, you get paid. The school doesn't give a shit. If anybody learns anything, they basically people come there and they're like, yeah, just tell me what you want to tell. And they don't really, they're not really concerned with people learning. So your next trip is, is soon, right? Uh, I'm going to be flying out May 9th. All right. You lose lose a day. Yeah. I will arrive in Osaka May 10th. And I will be leaving from Tokyo to come back to Seattle June 1st. Oh, so that's uh, three, three full weeks, weeks like weeks. you said. Yep. And I think that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. More than anything, my son wants to go to Australia. And it's really? like, one, there's the money. But two, uh, we really got to carve out the time. You know what I mean? It's uh, I, I don't yeah. know if uh, that's really what it – if we have – I had no time in a calendar year can my wife and I say, like, yes, we can definitely guarantee that we have three weeks clear, which – I, I think would is, is says more about us. I think we we should be able to do that, but it's still uh, a chunk of time. Yeah, it's there's there's nothing great it's a about commitment. it. Uh, I do want to uh, shift gears and talk about something very important that uh, you and I have not really had a. Ch- uh, it's not what you see because the audience isn't seeing this yet. Um, but what I do want to get to is. Something that'll be, you know, some illustration for our our lovely, delightful uh, audience there. I think it's something that we have to talk about, which factors in to Kiss's end of the road tour, which started in, I believe, 2017. And my understanding is that you went at some point on the tour, but not the final go round, right? I've seen Kiss on two different farewell tours. Well, you saw them in the 2000 one. I saw them. Well, that's 2000. No, was like, was that still the, I was like 98, 99 or whatever. No, no, it was 2000 was a farewell tour. 98 was a Psycho Circus tour. It was just, we're losing all the people who are interested in Harris talk about Japan, but that's all right. Look, the Kiss Army is strong, okay? I can talk for for hours uh, about Japan. I can also talk for hours about Kiss. Yes, I saw them on their- Online.com. Their original farewell tour, whatever it was called. Yeah. At- Marcus Amphitheater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is no longer there. The I, I, I saw that show at the Meadows. It's not called that anymore, but in Connecticut. And of all the times I saw Kiss, it's the only time I saw four of them. And far and away, it is the worst Kiss show I ever saw. Same here. <laughs> um, and I'd seen them the first time on the reunion tour, which was my favorite, because that was like magical. And it was some childhood dream come true. I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing kids. Yeah, the no. forbidden fruit of my but then, childhood. But then, oh, just and, seeing and the and band when, for the first when, time. Yeah, and that's when Ace and Peter were like, they got them back in shape. They put on a great show. Then I saw them for the Psycho Circus tour. Fun. Most of the same show with some, you know, yeah. check out the 3D. They had their, that was their. Oh, thing. they did have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ready for some 3 And Paul would go, you ready for some 3D? And I their, said, people. <laughs> people. I know some of you out here like the taste of 
alcohol. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Eric Nagel uh, points out most of the Kiss Army is in hospice. Eric, I wish you were wrong, but uh, you're, you're really not. Yeah, facts. Facts is facts. So the reunion tour was the best. Psycho Circus was good. So what was that first farewell tour called? Was it just a farewell tour? I think they actually called the farewell tour, and then they decided, so, well, actually, it's the farewell to the original four. Yes, that was and then, after. And then there's a permutation. Planned, Over the next couple of years, there's, oh, uh, Peter's in, but Ace is out, so it's Peter and Tommy. Yes. And then it's like, oh, Ace is in, but Peter's out, so it's Eric Ace back. and Eric. So it was a definitely a revolving door for a while. I went to go see them. I hadn't seen Kiss in a while literally like days before I drove cross country to move to Los Angeles. Uh, I wanted my friend Laura to Jones beach 2003 the tour with Aerosmith. I was a good half hour into the show before I realized I'm like, Oh, that guy's not ace freely. I, my, my seats weren't good. Let's be honest. They call say hello to Tommy. And I'm like, I'm like, who the fuck is Tom? Who the fuck is Tom? Well, if you ask ace, Tommy is a roadie. So yeah, no, that farewell tour, like you said, was the worst show. The worst show. One of the highlights of the show, I always thought, was when they play Love Gun. And this hardest- I'm going to come out there and see you. I'm like, well, I, was, yeah. I started as one of you. I still feel like it. Yeah, Do you it, mind if I which, come out there? Would you invite me out there? When I saw them for the last time in November at the Hollywood Bowl. It's like, oh, I'm going to come out and see you. But my hip hurts. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he put, he, yeah, he, he hooks his, his platform boot into this- like stirrup and then he flies and they start playing the intro of the love gun and they play it and play and play till he gets to a mini stage. It's kind of in the center of the floor. Yeah. And then he performs love gun there. And then when they're playing out the song, he gets back and he goes back to the main stage. It didn't work at the, Oh, that's floor. that show. Yes. Yeah. Gene had to sing it and he doesn't know the words. It's, the, it's the, actually amazing. Well, no, he, he, Paul sang the, the, the flight stirrup thing didn't work. Oh, so he's okay. like, he's sitting there and it's not going. He goes, well, I tried. And then he just sang the song. <laughs> The screen broke down halfway through the show. The, the screen wasn't working. It was on the fritz. And we found out when we got home, they misspelled Milwaukee on the tour show, on the concert. <laughs> so I have a uh, Kiss concert team. Well, as Alice Cooper talks about in Wayne's World, uh, Milwaukee. So maybe they spelled it that way. The good land. Well, uh, I was uh, using this recently for another episode, so I knew I could uh, have the instant recall. I just showed my, my, the, my friend. Uh, I still have one of my kids. The, this is my the first time I saw them at the Orange County Fairgrounds in Middletown, New York, uh, Sunday, uh, June 17th, a whopping $15. Two nights wow. later, I saw Aerosmith for $20. Uh, either of those shows would have service charges higher than those ticket prices. And, uh, yes, yeah, shout-out from Farad from Wayne's World. We're not worthy. Um, that's the first time I saw them. So these are the second and third concerts I ever saw in my life. First wow. was Alice Cooper. Then I see Kiss. Then I see Aerosmith. Then I see White Snake with Steve Vai. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess all concerts are all really amazing, mind-blowing things. And then concert. you find out that they're not. What's my yours? first concert, Chuck Berry. Whoa, did he do my ding-a-ling? Yeah. Uh, before I knew what he was doing with his dingling, all uh, that shit came out. Don't Google Chuck Berry's private life. Yeah. Please. I love his music. He's really important to rock and roll. Very American important to rock and roll. He's an icon. Don't see what he was like in real life. No, we don't. We, we don't, don't want to know. know. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm at the Riverside Theater on my birthday. I think it was my 15th or 16th birthday. So I was playing and my dad goes, you want to go? I go, yeah. Coolest thing I ever did with my dad. We went down, got tickets. Last tickets on the balcony against the wall. But we were there. You were there. You got to it see them. Cool. It was a great memory. So uh, so you saw them on the end of the road tour. And by the way, that's what I was going to say before. Uh, that was the, the end of the road. The last. The, now the, they said this is the last time we're playing Milwaukee. 
Then it turned out, just like the first farewell tour was the last tour. Well, no, what it was was the last tour with the original four members. Yeah. This was the now the end of the road tour. Seriously, this is it. This is the end of the road. Playing at the uh, what's it called, the Fiserv Forum in Milwaukee. We found out, oh, cool, this is the last Milwaukee show. Well, no, it's our last show in that venue because yeah. they ended up coming well, they, back. Well, they, they did that in L.A. They played Before the four. I Def Leppard. Uh, I went to that, that tour. Was that was great. That, that was, was a great a, tour. But so the last time I saw them, had a massive sinus, sinus infection. Felt like shit, but it was a great show. Gene was like 10 feet above me on the arm at the end. Oh, nice. Um, and that's when, I don't know if I want to talk about lip syncing. Let's just say. It may have come up I on the show the before. Show. Yeah, yeah. I love Kiss. I'll always love Kiss. Sure, but they used to do a lot of shit talking about how they don't. We don't use any pre-recorded tracks for lip syncing, and some people in that auditorium. I'm not going to point fingers. No pointing we're, fingers. Later, found out we're lip syncing. Yeah, yeah. Some people with really raspy speaking voices uh, actually They've sing had pretty well. They're older. I understand it. So, but when uh, young agent Starling and I, Will Sterling, uh, we went to the show at the Forum. We actually ended up having seats right by where Paul came out and saw us. So we were actually oh, right. Yeah, we were over by the little stage. So it was it was a great show. And then that part was like crazy. Yeah. We like, but we went uh, we went in February 2020 at uh, the Staples Center. Uh, at no, sorry, early March 2020. So there was a point like two weeks later. I'm like. Oh shit! I was in a, a closed. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I was in a closed venue with twenty thousand people, so I had a. I, I sweated it out a little bit, but uh, it turned out to be fine. And then we saw them in. Uh, you were all tested, right? <laughs> well, not even everybody on the road crew was tested, as it turned out. But we went to Chula Vista, and uh, I got. I I actually uh, I called in to Gene's publicist, and uh, we got house seats comp seats and uh i can't get them i explain this to people all the time the level of uh, working in show business that i have is that i can know that i can get free tickets if i'm willing to drive two or three hours i'm like ah you know with the guest list is really full for la you want to go to bakersfield so how did you do like hey how did you how did you get the tickets from this guy well, it's a, it's a, it's a lady, of course. And oh, I, no, I, no, I, I booked Jean for Dennis's shows over the years. Oh, so and so I knew, her. yeah, I, I knew her and uh, yeah. And it was just like, there was like a kind of a, there was a conversation before the pandemic of like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, so then I follow up like two years later, I'm like, Hey, remember? And she's like, sure. You, you want to go to Chula Vista? And uh, I did. We Chula went, Vista it was great. Does he mean live? But where would I have bought tickets if I hadn't gotten them for free? What, where would I have gone? I get everything I need, and you can get everything you need at kissonline.com. But uh, what if I, I need the doctor? Who, uh, who would I call if I called out the doctor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Calling Dr. Love. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, I don't know, we went a few more times, but we finally went for the last time at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, my wife, uh, Will's wife, we all went together. And it was like, I'm like, I don't care what they do again. This is the last time I'm going to see them. And then at the final show, this is what it's all coming around to. At their actual final show, they announced the these. New York show. The New York the show. Mass Square Garden. Garden. Garden, yeah. Which at one point in my life, I thought about like, oh, my God, when they play that final show, I'm going to fly there. But then they did the same tour, the same exact set list for five years. I'm like, I don't need to see it again. There's a criticism quick tangent yeah of how in paul's book which i still haven't read i have it i haven't read it yet 
Did I get it for you? Did no, I get it? No, I had. Oh, okay. I was, that was I got it before oh, you okay. met him and did the show. Um, they said he shits on like Peter couldn't play anything. Problem yeah. is, Ace and Peter couldn't couldn't only play the same like fifteen songs. They're like, you guys went thirty years more playing basically the, the same, same fifteen for, yeah, songs. Exactly. But you added like "Lick It Up," uh, "I Love It Loud," "War At, Machine." And one time when I saw them, tears are falling. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, and you know we're showing our audience, we're showing them the avatar, and then they kind of promise that like the avatar is going to look better. Now, do you know what is the plan with these? Are you supposed to go to a venue and have giant screens like ABBA did for their not reunion? And yeah, well, CGI kiss guys. Essentially, on? yes, it's that. It's are they going to be playing live? No, no, no. There's no one playing. Pre-recorded. It's all pre-recorded. They're yeah. going to play the albums. Yeah, well, kiss or there'll live be live versions. versions. But and you're looking at their basically. It's more like too. they did a Ronnie James Dio hologram where his band was there, uh, but his vocals and his image were from videos. And That's I don't so think weird. it worked. I don't think it worked. They did it with uh, Roy Orbison. Uh, there were a few. Uh, I, there were a few performers that they did it with. I don't think. Do you think they're really done? Do you think they're never going to play again? No, I think they'll play again. I think that you know, they. You know, I think that they'd be more likely to play acoustic not in makeup maybe electric not in makeup but i, I don't think they're going to do all this my brother who's not even a kiss fan because we, we were talking about this venue he thinks what they're going to end up doing and i can say is they're going to do a residency again in vegas at the eye because they oh the, the, the sphere, the, the sphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yes because that day would take i mean that is that. made for them yes yeah that was made for loving you i went to their uh their uh, residency at what was then called the hard rock it was great. You know, it's like, I don't know, 5,000 person venue. Uh, Where so, did you see that acoustic set? Like you, Will, and just you and Will? Yeah. Uh, Will and I went, and then a couple years later, Heather and I went like the literally th- literally three days before she gave birth to Felix. We were driving out to a casino like two hours away. Wow. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was great. And yeah, seeing them play those songs acoustic, it, it's great. It's like laid back. It's fun. But yeah, I'm not really that interested in there. And uh, even and Farad, not really a member of the Kiss Army, by the way, but he agrees that the sphere yes. would be perfect for Kiss. Exactly. And uh, Sam Whitfield said Gene didn't know the words talking about Love Gun because he was busy messing around with women not named Shannon Tweed. That has been a problem through the years. Not so Farad was in Vegas and he saw the sphere in person. Ah. I've seen it from the outside. I've never been in. I've talked to people who spent way too much money to see you two, but it is apparently just amazing. If you go on a night that there's not a concert, you have to spend like $50, but you can see like an hour movie that Darren Aronofsky makes. I watched an hour of the YouTube show, the, the, that debut show. Yeah. That somebody recorded on their cell phone and put on YouTube. Okay. So I watch. It, it's cool. I mean, mm. it's, it's, I bet it looks cooler in person, the but scope I hope the thing is wild. How big it is. You know, you just see images just keep going and going and going. Look yeah. No, I'm just catching up on uh, making sure now, that there's, I got to ask you something. I've yeah. never asked you this. What is your favorite? Ten and a half inches. That was I've asked you that. Oh, you have asked me. Yeah, I just like here. Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite Kiss album, and what is your least favorite? Well, it's tough because least favorite is probably uh, is probably Carnival of Souls. It just kind of has to be. That's the only one I still. That's the grunge one. I know. I never. Yeah, I've listened to it, but I don't know. They didn't remaster it. I was getting all remasters. Uh, Not counting that one. Not counting that one. Okay, let's go here. We we'll, we'll do this. Favorite, least favorite. Um, makeup era. Okay. Favorite, least favorite, non makeup. Makeup era, I'll go back and forth. And uh, probably I think it, I'm going to settle on Destroyer, but it, my heart wants to say rock and roll over. But I feel like Destroyer is just like the peak. That's the zenith. It's all like oh. a very gradual downhill. It's the album. Yeah, it's the album. 
and then for uh, non makeup, well, what's so- okay? Wait, no, let me let me do favorite. Yeah, yeah. So and song wise, Asylum is probably the best uh, non makeup. Really? Like you think about the songs on it, um, but. I think I listen to revenge the most, you know, so to just be, and then I would say worst non-makeup. If you're not letting me pick uh carnival of souls, the grunge album, I'd probably say uh, animalize, even though it was the first one I had, Gene was so checked out and it's really just, and you know, he's doing movies. He's, he was in movies with, uh, Tom with Tom Selleck and for makeup albums. Do I get to pick the Peter Chris solo album or does it have no, to be I mean, all what? Well, no, okay. Not that that's, we all know what that, yeah. how those rank. That's pretty much set in stone. No, people will disagree though. Someone will tell you it Paul's goes, better than aces. Aces. No, is, I go ace, Paul, Gene, Peter. Yeah, but if you're gonna if you're gonna make the case, you can put Paul and Ace. You can you can argue that it'd be all right. Yeah, it's not crazy. Uh, so so least, least favorite, favorite makeup, makeup non solo album. album. I don't hate Unmasked. See, that's my easy go to is Unmasked. I know, but I it's think recorded horribly. It sounds uh, bad. Yeah, there's a lot of keys in it. You know what? I, I it can't be Dynasty. So I love Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. No, it it, 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 it is unmasked. I'll tell you what it's not is music from the elder because I love there the are like four amazing songs yeah. on there. Uh not I am just a boy. Not, not that, that one. Not that one. No. There's still that's a cool that's a that's a great sounding album. Yeah. That's the first one with Eric Carr, isn't it? That is the first album with Eric Carr. He toured uh, Australia for uh, Unmasked. So all right. This is what everybody's tuning in for. Rob Lord just pick favorite uh kiss makeup album favorite kiss non-makeup album go okay so what do you got i'm gonna start favorite non-makeup album is probably Woo! yep that's it is it is it crazy nights no oh it's not crazy nights and asylum are the two i actually listen to the least yeah the visuals. So I can't really. Show, I'm like the I visuals really of the album covers are the worst. Well, Asylum's turn. It, it just looks shitty. It looks cheap, like cheap '80s. You know, it sounds like it's. Well, and, and I think that's why it gets a bad rap because yeah. the songs are actually very good on that. Um, uh, no, I I'm a huge fan of Hot in the Shade. That was the first one I bought as a new album. That's obviously the first tour I saw. And Unholy, Unholy. However, cool. Hot in the Shade has at least four songs too many. It's got like 17 songs on yeah. it. It's and it, they sound like demos. So, uh that that's just where so that's, I'm at. That's my go-to, but the, the I really honestly I don't listen to a lot of the non-makeup stuff. I I, I mean, that's the, the stuff. That's the stuff I fell album. in love with is the the That's uh, such an ugly non- 80s. Well, I, people can't see it yet, so I'm going to share <laughs> it with them. Cuz look, even people that are still tuned in and for some reason they're still listening, they're still watching, Why? even if they're not Kiss fans, but I do want to show off the Asylum uh, album cover for those who maybe don't know it. This is not at all indicative of the uh, songs on there. Uh, All Night, King of the Mountain, Tears Are Falling. Those are great songs. This is an awful album cover by every metric. This is an unbelievably terrible so It's very much of its era. So are you picking this as your least favorite? Because I think it has amazing songs on it. I can't see. I, again, I have that and Crazy Nights. I just don't listen to a lot. Okay, so it's got to be one of those. So I probably. God, I don't want to say because I don't know. I I am not going to pick one. It'd probably be a sound. I don't know. All right. Or, or Crazy Nights. It's it's going to be one of those two. As far as um, so that's least favorite favorite. And then the favorite and least favorite makeup. The least favorite is Unmasked easily. 
And the thing is, I'll still listen to it, but I'm like, you could it just creatively, they're just not happening on that album. It's it's like a lot of bad pop rock music. Shandy. It's not the worst song in the world. No, it, it's it's a great but power, it's a great power pop ballad. I love that I'm not, song. I'm just not a fan of it. Favorite makeup album? Destroyer was the album as a kid. Of course. Shit out of me. My cousin once. Yeah. This, this is my introduction to Kiss. I had some cousins that said, You never heard of Kiss? And I was probably five. Yeah. They said they wear makeup. And in my head, I pictured guys wearing lipstick. <laughs> so they wear you pictured the, You pictured the New York dolls. This is what they told me. They said they dress up in suits and wear makeup. And I remember in my head, I still remember picturing guys in white tuxedos wearing lipstick. Because something that probably Donnie Osmond looked like that on TV. I, there's some 70s thing going on. Yeah. That, that's what I imagined. But another cousin, cousin of mine came down uh, from up north, stayed with us in Milwaukee for a couple of days, went and bought Destroyer, came back, locked me in my brother's bedroom with him and played the album. So I'm hearing like all the the beginning of God of Thunder and all that scary shit. Even the car crash in the beginning of Detroit Rock City. It scared the shit out of me. But then I had to keep going back listening to it. Yeah, no, it's terrifying. Because it was like, ooh, this is like the forbidden fruit. You know, kissers, they're so evil, all that stuff. So, you know, you're drawn to that as a kid. No, and I've talked about this before uh, on the show. I've talked about it with musicians, which uh, somebody I know says that uh, I'm very well suited for uh, interviewing musicians. So whoever said that, uh, thank you much, whoever that is. Um, The first time that I ever really got to see Kiss, they were featured on an episode of the PBS show, 3 to 1 Contact, which our video audience is seeing, of course, with no audio because I don't want any of those copyright strikes on my channel. Uh, I was terrified of the concept of kiss because there's the fire, there's the explosions. I don't the think, I that... don't think you see the blood in this, but I, yeah, but I've like rewatched this and uh, I'm like, Oh yeah, I definitely remember. And they're talking about stage lights and putting out the smoke and all that. Uh, but uh, guys interviewed in the band or just all time. No, just the, it's the road crew. Uh, Sam Whitfield creatures is my favorite. <laughs> Creatures is amazing. That's, Creatures that's, is a phenomenal album. Now their run, and I love, I love everything through um, Dynasty. I lo- I like all of those. You're books. not counting the solo albums. No, okay. I don't. Listen, be, I, just, I don't listen to Peters at all. I listen to a couple Jeans. Jeans isn't horrible. It's just weird. His, his a was it when you when crazy. you wish upon a star. What does he have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's. It's super creepy, but he it's explains great. Explains why it's you know very heartfelt. What is it? How, how would Gene explain that? When you used to watch no, how it, how would Gene explain that? And I saw those Disney films, Walt Disney, and Jiminy Cricket, and in Pinocchio sings "When You Wish Upon a Star." I realized my dreams could come true here. Also, go to kissonline.com. Um, exactly. Yeah, so, so it meant something. That's fine. Ace's album is great. Paul's album is great. Jeans is uh, Ace's album is the only solo album that had an actual hit on it, yes. which is New York Groove. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Peter's, I don't listen to. But, no, no. But I love all those early albums. Destroyer was the thing. And then that, especially that vein of Destroyer, um, Rock Roll Over, Love Gun, and Dynasty are it's that's, an amazing that's run. That's the Mount Rushmore yeah. kind of, of classic Kiss albums. However, I learned something um, from having uh, a list, putting music. The first time I, I got an iPhone, I put music on it. Is I learned what I, what really my favorites were, okay. Because you know, one of my favorite bands of all time, especially from high school, was the Police, and that that was another band. Do 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 da da da. Yes, I finally got to see them on the reunion tour twice. And then I, got I did. Out of my system. I did too. I that saw that. Yeah, yeah. But I always said my favorite album of all time is Synchronicity. Okay. And I said I also love I love all. Of them. They only have five albums. They're all great. Regatta de Blanc. Regatta de Blanc. Third album. Great. No, sorry, that's their first album. Um, Zinnia Madonna. Dennis used to have a joke about that. Um, but. 
fourth album, second to last was Ghost in the Machine. But I always said, when people ask, what's your favorite album? I said, Synchronicity. And then I looked on my phone to see what songs I put on there. Uh oh. And guess what I discovered? Mm-hmm. I had more, more songs off of the Ghost in the Machine album than I did off Synchronicity. I said, I can't say Synchronicity is my favorite album of theirs. It, I have more songs from Ghost in the Machine. So yeah, I think, uh, I think Farad wandered uh, away for a moment. Yes, uh, what we're seeing is Kiss being featured on 321 Contact. It is the first time that uh, I saw Kiss and that I remember seeing Kiss was on 321 Contact and I was terrified. Um, So, uh, by the way, uh, Sam also said Psycho Circus is my least favorite. It's not really a Kiss album. Uh, Ace and Peter uh, barely play on it. Uh, Revenge favorite non-makeup. Can't disagree with that. So, anyway. So, using that... That metric? That metric, which I, I... I encourage everybody to do because it might surprise you yeah. when you see what songs are placed on there, unless you're doing whole albums. My favorite Kiss album is Creatures of the Night. I mean, it only has because, nine songs on it. so But they're all, I like pretty much all of them. I mean, I like them all and at least half of them I love. And I think I had another debate, which album is harder? Is a heavier album that or Unholy? And I, I say- Well, Unholy, that, that's Revenge. And, yeah, or, yeah, and revenge. I would say definitely Creatures because- uh, it's because Eric is wailing on the drums. Yeah, Eric, Eric Singer is a great drummer, but uh, as as our friend Dennis Miller would say, uh, Eric Carr, he beat those drums like they, they owed him money. Uh, yeah. See, I call I called out Farad. He had to step away. Uh, that's also when he first knew about uh, Three Two One Contact. Uh, sorry, when he knew about Kiss was from Three Two One Contact. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, look, they can do more shows. They can do something. I would definitely would go you, to another casino so acoustic, acoustic gig. Yes. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to pay for an arena show. No, it's especially because it's the same show for five years. And I saw it like five times. The only, yeah, the only way I would, the only way I would do that again is if I knew somebody who had never seen them, who wanted to go and said, Hey, you want to go then I, just right. to see their experience. So, Cause it's always, I, fun. I would, I would take either or both of my kids, but I would rather take them to see uh, a great kiss tribute band, like Mr. Speed, because <laughs> like, honestly better it's a better music. show. The music's okay. better. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So you get free tickets again after that. <clears throat> no, probably not. Well, I could get free tickets to Mr. Speed though. So yeah, that's, true. that's true. Um, all right. So uh, we've talked about Japan. We've talked about being in Seattle. Kiss. We've talked about kissonline.com. Dot com. Thank you. Yes. Kissonline.com. <laughs> and uh, there you'll find kiss condoms and kiss coffins. We'll get you coming and going. <laughs> so glad you said that. Uh, yeah, when I, uh, you know, when I met up with you the other day, I did, uh, I sent those pictures to Dennis and, uh, I told him that, uh, Rob says hi, and it reminds you to go to kiss online.com. This was in an email, but okay. yes. Uh, all right. So now Sam is, uh, stepping over to the police. Yeah. You go ahead and, uh, ghost is my favorite police album. They just released an extended version. Dennis is one of the few people who gets away with calling sting. Gordon to my face. Uh, Carvey had a great bit about like the was it Carvey? Somebody had a bit about the, the day that like he comes in and he's like, No, no, you guys gotta call me Sting now. What fuck you, Gordon? I don't know, that might not be Carvey. That's it. I know, but, yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's a it's a great bit, whoever has it. All right. So one of the things that we usually have talked to Rob Lorch about uh typically is Marvel, Marvel comics, and usually Marvel movies. Now 
Have you tapped out and you don't see any of them anymore? Do you wait for them to end up on Disney Plus? Where are you at with the well, Marvel I, I, Cinematic I was, Universe? I did tap out um, the final. I mean, I was missing some. I didn't see. Um, I didn't see Eternals in the theater. I watched that on Disney Plus. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I didn't see Black the second Black Panther. Uh, I still have Wakanda forever. Yeah, with yeah. Um, Aztec Namor. That's why I'm like, yeah, this is getting to now. I they, yeah, I, that, that's goofy to me. Yeah, and I, but he had the wings on his feet, did he? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah and then he have like a freaking something through his nose, like a nose ring or something. Yeah, but that's just because he's punk rock. That's ridiculous. He's like the guy on the bus in Star Trek. 4. Hashtag not my name or. <laughs> um, By the way, if I look for that hashtag, I guarantee it was awesome. out there. Yeah, yeah. But the last one I saw in the theater then was um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and me and my brother hated it. I thought it was. I thought it was a mess. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. You did I mention said, that to me. I said and- they don't care about stories. They don't care about the characters. All they care about is teeing up the next product. And what, who's at the end credits for the next thing? Well, I remember I told you that our buddy Will Sterling walked out yeah, of that movie. And uh, I think he saw Spider-Man after that, but he's also largely out. So I don't count Spider-Man because I love, like, no, what was the last one? No Way? No. Uh, no Way Home. Wait. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Far, far from, home, from Home. Yeah, coming yeah. Far From Home, No Way Home. I think I actually like that better than Avengers Endgame. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I it's tough it was, to quantify, but that was yeah, amazing. But I, I, I saw that like three times in the theater and I, I don't usually go and I see movies that many times. Movies, and I hadn't done that in years where I turned my phone and I just went, this is awesome. Like in the middle yeah. of the movie, I go, this is awesome. It was so good. Very well written. They got their multiverse, you know, yaya's out, but it was heartfelt. I loved it. They, I, I, and you know this, I hated the amazing Spider-Man movies. And I know you did. And, and, and to be fair, I thought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was great. I hated the Peter Parker. And oh, I forgot. I remember that you said that. Yeah, but see, like, I loved the the scenes like with 2D and like he was with, an emo skateboarder with Peter and Gwen in those movies. I thought like That's those funny. scenes were, but, were the best. Um, no Way Home made me appreciate <clears throat> those movies. And a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people that. feel that. See, way. Now yeah. I give a shit yeah. about those. Now they're valid to me. Yeah, I loved. I thought that was great. But I don't see any of these. I don't watch the TV shows anymore. <laughs> I think the last TV show I watched was Moon Knight, which I thought was okay. It was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oscar Isaacs is great. He's good, uh, he's good in everything. Yeah. But they're starting to just feel kind of repetitive. Yeah. Um, the, I haven't the, watched the, Loki season two. That was good. Uh, Secret Invasion is one of the worst wastes, wastes of time ever. ever. I, just, I just talked to uh, even Chris Claremont uh, when I was talking to him earlier today. He tapped out after the third one. He, he couldn't do it. Uh, it's it's really bad. Uh, is this a this is a <laughs> No Way Home was the last Marvel movie I saw. The MCU ended after Endgame in my book, but you just you just said you saw that's yeah, a, you're right. That's, except you did that, except that was the one. no, but it's yeah. the same thing because Will's the same way. Sam, what you're talking about? People make exceptions for Spider Man, um, uh, and some of them have uh, I don't know. I mean, to me, like. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder a lot of people hate it and I'm like what do you want from a fourth Thor movie yeah, it's a classic Thor adventure it's fun you don't have to have fun but it's it's goofy and I saw the Marvels with my kids uh, I could bring my kids to one there's a lot of kitties in it and uh, I, I just had fun with it I like those characters interacting together but at the same time anybody who's like yeah I'm kind of over all of it it's like it's fine I uh, just you know, they're there if you want to watch yeah. them. It makes it easier that they're on Disney Plus, you know, within only a few months. But 
I'm trying to think of what was the last really good one. And I mean, it's, uh, you know, outside of the Spider-Man mm-hmm. and it's, Endgame? it's hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure, sure. A- end game. But I mean, I since then, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp was all right. Uh, Antonio, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Again, a lot of people had some issues with, I was just like, I don't know. It's like four of them I've missed. Yeah. Or something like that. Four of the last five. So, and you, do you, do you have any kind of twinge of like, Oh, maybe I'll check that out. No. Yeah. I mean, I dropped Disney plus cause I'm like, I'm not keeping this just for this stuff. You know, we already have like three pay services. But what about, services. what about disappointing star Wars content? But wait, did you watch Andor? No. Okay. But that, that, but, that was like a grown up the, the only grown up yeah. star Wars show they it ever made. Like, this is the show you guys should have banked on. Yeah. Right, um, but the one that seemed like it should be the worst idea is like, actually no, the let's best have show. Jack Black and Lizzo. I saw that whole. Couple. No, no, no. That's Mandalorian. Yeah. That's well, that, that's what I said about that. Is that. is that the Mandalorian turned into Love Boat that it, that third <laughs> season because it has Jack Black and Lizzo, and depending on who I talk to, and I, Sid Caesar and Gavin McCloud. I mean, if Sid Caesar and Gavin McCloud well, somehow were on an episode of the Mandalorian, Marvel Zombies, uh, now Marvel is connected to Disney, which yeah. connected to Star Wars. It all, it's all one. It, it's. But no, no, truth be told, eventually, and now because streaming services, all of them are kind of in the share in one way or another. Yeah. And they're starting to farm each other's products out. It's going to show up on one of the streaming services I have. Yes. So that's my, and eventually, sure, I'll watch them. Of course I'll watch them. I mean, I watch, I haven't seen a DC comic book movie since Batman v Superman in the theater. So oh. when they come on more on HBO Max, I watch them. Uh, so did you see The Flash? I, yeah, on, when it came on HBO Max. What did you think of The Flash? Because that's a very divisive movie. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I, I thought it was it. fun. I think, yeah, the CGI. Oh, looks like shit. the CGI with the babies in the beginning. Yeah. That that would no. That was that Miller, was like that was like 1995 Babylon yeah. Five level CGI. The, the, the yeah. biggest complaint I heard, which I agree with, is Ezra, Ezra Miller's Flash is annoying. Yes. Too annoying as Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Miller's is worse. It's twice. It's annoying it's d- squared. Double your pleasure, double the annoyance. You watch the movie because I want to see Michael Keaton. Yeah. And, and that, and I surprised, I was surprised how much I liked their Supergirl. I thought that, or Superwoman, she's Supergirl. She was Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. She was good. I liked that her. That was a cool yeah. iteration. So, and the fact that, well, I don't want to spoil the movie, but. It's okay. The movie's been out I, for like, a they while. They lose basically at the end. Those two yeah. are like, yeah, they're going to die. Yeah. You can't that fix you it. Can't, you can't fix it. Yeah. Um. So, no, it's, it's again, it's a fine watch. It's okay. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Yeah. Because there is, there's something in the human psyche is it's different when you watch it at home and you didn't go out of your way and spend 18 bucks or whatever. It's up to a, a ticket, you know, plus getting concessions. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, a date out for two is like 80 bucks now or whatever it comes out to. I don't know. It was make my wife pay. So I have no idea. I have no idea what uh, going to the movies costs. So but. It's, yeah. So, but when you see it at home, yeah, but it takes something like the Marvels, which I haven't seen. I'll watch that eventually. The fact that to see that movie, you had to see umpteen movies before it, plus like two series. Uh, you should have watched WandaVision. WandaVision and Mar- Ms. Marvel. And Ms. Marvel. You should have watched both of them. You could, If you had to skip one, you could skip WandaVision. Uh, I like one. I, I thought it was good. I, I thought that I uh, the they did not stick the landing. It ended very yeah. weak. And I was very disappointed because I loved it so much when it started. Uh, Ms. Marvel, I like the character. I thought they did a good job with her. It definitely helps to have seen that before you go into the movie. Uh, my my daughter, Lucy, knows Ms. Marvel from the preschool Spider-Man show, Spidey and his amazing friends. Cool. But uh, I did take, so that's a big part of the reason that I took 
both of the kids to uh, see the Marvels in the theater was because of how much Lucy likes uh, Ms. Marvel. You know, it was part of the allure, part of the reason that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that I went. And uh, I don't know. So I get it though. You know, you can, you can stay checked out on everything, but the idea that you still want to, that you still have enough of the interest where you'll probably check it out at some point. There's right? only so many hours in the day. Yep. I haven't read a comic book, an American comic book since Captain Marvel came out. Cause I read like every Carol Danvers up to that point. Oh, I remember you doing that. That's yeah. right. You were, I, sent I think I talked to you. No, I definitely talked to you like 130 because it was like around the time of the Captain Marvel yeah. movie. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. You, I definitely talked so to was, you. Yeah. So I haven't, so, okay, here comes another stereotype. I read manga now exclusively and it is fantastic. Yeah. Well, by the way, this is They're the, crushing by the way, I read manga now is the, I only drink craft beer for comic book fans. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Oh, I, I only I do, watch I, television. Yeah. <laughs> I only I read, I only have uh, whatever that press coffee is uh, that people make the, oh, the whatever, French yeah. press. Oh, I only, only French press. But it's so, true. Yeah. You know, you have you ever read any manga? Uh, like, you know, I flipped through. Would you some, read some if I, if I pick yeah, some? Absolutely. Uh, they're, they're it's in English, right? Yes. All right. If you if you read right to left, you get used to it. By the way, yeah, I don't know. I already, so, I already don't no, know no, about they're it. Incredibly yeah. original. They're they're crushing it the last couple of years, especially. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that uh, I ask, ask Chris Claremont about that next time. You talk uh, well, I just talked to him for two hours and twenty minutes. But next what, time, the, next time I should do what? Talk to him. Ask I, him if he reads. I mean, I, I manga. I, he, I, I think he does. Is I think he does. Well, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna get to. You know, trying to. Uh, kids, she's she, cute. She's really cute personality. Yeah. So this is uh, Iman oh Vellani who plays Ms. Marvel and she also co-wrote uh, Ms. Marvel title. And uh, she did an in-store uh, signing in North Hollywood. Uh, and boy, this version of the picture looks really, ah, that's what I was looking really? for. What's she holding? Uh, so uh, my daughter, Lucy on her birthday went to the in-store. That is a flurkin. That is goose. Ah from the happy meal. She's got the Ms. Marvel shirt and uh, Amon Vellani who plays Kamala Khan uh, thought Lucy was adorable. Asked Lucy, what was your favorite part of the movie? Lucy said the kitties. <laughs> she said me too. <laughs> and uh, it was great. We waited for way too long uh, on Lucy's birthday, where but was it was that? so, it was a, just a comic book shop in North Hollywood, not far from where we live. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, I just, I had gotten, I, I they buy comics uh, I occasionally buy comics. I will buy, you know, if people that I know, like a, a guy that I know, a friend of a friend, he has a comic for Dark Horse called uh, Minor Threats that he co-writes oh. with uh, Patton Oswalt. So I I get that when uh, the great Chris Claremont has something new. I uh, will always pick it up partially so that I can interview him for the black cast or other comparable shows. And uh, he does have, I was telling you earlier, he has oh, this, it? this series that I'm going to show to our audience in a moment. Uh, usually the person I'm trying to show stuff to isn't over my shoulder. Just being like, Oh, is this the thing we're going to see? Yes. Uh, so this is Madripoor nights, which continues the uh, storyline from uncanny X-Men 268 with Wolverine and Black Widow and Captain America. And uh, so far, one issue in, it's been great. And uh, so I'll buy stuff like that when oh. it comes out. 
and then sometimes it'll be like an impulse buy. There was a cover. I still haven't read it, but Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel and Rom, the space Knight. Oh, and wow. I'm like, wait, did Marvel get back the license to Rom, the space Knight? I still don't know. Cause I haven't read the comic. I wanted so that toy so bad when I was a kid. I never even saw the toys. I only knew I him as a comic toy, toy. But yeah. then you see it and realize, Oh, it really doesn't do anything. Oh, it doesn't do anything. Out. Yeah. It was like the Spider-Man toy they had where his arm was stuck at a right angle and you oh. put a little propeller thing on it. Yeah. The, the, the Mego toy, you're talking about a different, no, one? it was a different, it was like a hard plastic, like flying spider. I don't know if he actually flew or, but he had like a little whirly propeller on top, but his, his hand was stuck at a right angle. Yeah. So you can't do much with other than fly. Well, Rob, we've said it all. Or at least we've said enough. We've said it all and we've done half of it. We've said too much. We haven't said enough. So if people do want to keep up on your your Japanese adventure when you go in May, you have to I'm, you have to upload it I'm to Instagram. Like three trips. I've yeah. multiple Just trips. go to this one. Because that computer crashed and everything's on a hard drive somewhere. No. So I'm just gonna actually go from my phone and post Yeah, just stuff. post the pictures from your phone. Um, That's what I'm trying to tell you, Rob. What is my Instagram? RJ RJ RJ's photo pics. Yeah, RJS, RJS photo. photo P-I-C-K-S. Yes. All together. RJ. I think P-I-C-S, not P-I-C-K-S. Oh, sorry, I keep saying K. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and that's where dick pics and I'm combining. That's where people can see you. And if you like, and you follow it, you might get a bonus. (laughs) And, uh, slide into your DM. Somebody. Yeah. Slide into Rob's DMS. Uh, no, no. Well, it depends. Mm, Depends on, uh, how you look in an Oktoberfest outfit, you know? True. So, uh, I'm so glad that we did this. We will have to do it again because I'll be back. And now that I know, look, you can either borrow your brother's computer or you can do a show like this on your phone. You can use StreamYard, this program we're using right now. You could use it on your phone. And uh, Sam Whitfield uh, misses seeing you on X, which is what Twitter's called now. That's uh, oh, X. Yeah, X is, is the new name for Twitter. Uh, a lot of people came back to Twitter. Uh, Anthony Kumi of Opie and Anthony was reinstated. Alex Jones was reinstated. Donald Trump was reinstated. But who is still banned from Twitter? This guy, Rob Lurch. You know what's funny about that is I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm banned when I just I want to delete my account. I can't because you're banned. Why? Because I'm banned. Yes, I'm not allowed to get. I can't get access into the part of the nope. thing where you delete your account. So I'm stuck in limbo. Yeah, it's stupid. It does sound stupid, doesn't it? Well, yeah. uh, that's all right. It's uh, not as much fun over there. But you can always find me Twitter and Instagram Christian DMZ and. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we got coming up. Uh, we got some more fun stuff. We're going to talk some movies. We're going to do our Oscar special with the great Christian Toto from HollywoodandToto.com. And, uh, oh, I know. We've got a big show coming up for St. Patrick's Day. We're going to talk about Leprechaun and Leprechaun in the Hood uh, with some special guests, let's just say. We'll talk about that in the weeks. Well, you don't know who any of them are. It's not from a universe, you know. People watching this on YouTube might be interested in some of the people that'll be on it, but we're not going to talk about that this time. Uh, We uh, and thank you in advance to Farad Muhammad, who for the audio version is the announcer of the Black Cast. Glad that he was there in the chat. Glad that all of you were able to stay up late for us. I know that uh, for some of you, it's almost one a.m. and for Rob and I, it's almost 10 o'clock. This seems like the time to throw in the towel. Uh, we will see you next time on... How would Gene Simmons say the title of the show? We'll see you next time on kissonline.com.
and the Bladcast.com. Thank you for listening to the Bladcast. to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. Welcome to the party, pal! Sir, how do you feel about doing a show co-hosted by Christian Blatt? Yeah. <laughs> Who are these marketers coming soon? I don't know who Christian Blatt is, but I'm down. And yes, Blattcast. Everyone check out Carter's special on Ed the Sock. The Blattcast. Thanks to the fiber. John, with all of the fence mending this weekend, will you be watching the Who Are These Broadcasters halftime show on the WATP YouTube channel now? All right, Christian, everybody else at Blattcast. I don't know what that is. Naughty. Doc Jones, 73, five bucks, says, I, Christian Blatt, love, oops, wrong show. Yes, that is the wrong show, sir. But thank you for reminding me. What we're going to do on this channel, on the Who Are These Podcasts YouTube channel, is Who Are These Broadcasters is doing their own special halftime show. They're going to have, obviously, Eric Zane and Christian Blatt, but also be joined by Cardiff electric and lucy type box i like the idea that somewhere there's going to be people that are you know fans of who are these broadcasters that are at a party where people don't know what that is Mm -hmm. and they're like hey real quick i'm going to put on eric zane and christian blatt no 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 you don't understand Tukey and Lucy Tightbox are on. We've got to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one other person will be there being like, oh, Cardiff's on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop it on. All right, cool. Yeah. Christian Blatt, I suspect, might be calling your mother, but not 100% from who are these socials. I mean, he did tweet something on Mother's Day. He tweeted something about moms. So I'm assuming that's what he meant. You know, obviously. So, you know, I would start looking into Christian Blatt. Blatt it. I don't know. Nobody knows how to say it. Nobody knows. But anyway, the Blattcast. And who are these socials? Sorry, the Blattcast. Who are these broadcasts? Who are these broadcasts? When Eric Zane and Christian Blatt are live on this same channel of who are these broadcasts? Broadcasts. Not who are these socials, as Cardiff said. Or broadcasts. No, I said broadcasts. Broadca- well, you also broadcasts. said socials. But yes. Who are these broadcasters? Is on this channel every Tuesday. It's the Eye of the Tiger. It's the thrill of the night. Rising up to the challenge of arrival. Hello. I'm Conrad Bain. You are you're a talker. You're like the worst broadcast ever. Well, this has been the Black Cast. You can find me at Christian DMZ. You haven't heard Christian Blatt do. The yeah. Bladcast is a hundred percent right. Uh, the Bladfest, the Bladcast, the Bladcast.
One of the best podcasts you can ever see, the Black Cast. Whoop de doo, we're watching it. We got no Wi-Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go watch the Black Cast. Good luck with the whole thing. And you know, here's to another five hundred. Get you to a thousand, you know, which is more than five hundred. Last time I checked. Totally forgot. I am doing the podcast tomorrow. We'll see you next time on KissOnline.com and the Black Cast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. <laughs> that was not my fault. Tuki loves you all more than a friend. I love Tuki. Yay! <laughs> hacka hacka! I'm so excited! Try anything you cancel, bro. Let's see! <laughs> what are bells? AMC Theatres. We make movies better. So, uh, you say something good. Something good. Can yeah. you, is this okay? Christian, this is Gene Simmons of Kiss. <clears throat> Christian. I just had the most amazing bulgogi melt in my life at Lady J in West Seattle. It's fantastic. Stick that at the end of the episode. <clears throat> it sounds good.